Welcome, freedom seekers, to the Lindsay Sutherland Show, where we believe that true freedom starts from within. Grab a cozy drink and get settled for a podcast that is full of meaningful conversations, heart-centered growth and guidance, all with a deep-thinking, freedom-seeking country mama as your host. For those seeking even more personalized guidance, be sure to book your complimentary transformational conversation with me at lindsaysutherland.com. Tune in now to learn how to unleash your inner potential and live a life of true freedom. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lindsay Sutherland Show. So excited to have with us a guest. Meet Dr. Amanda, the money healer. Uh, Dr. Amanda is actually also the founder of the No Fucking Around Money Show, which or excuse me, that's your business. And your show is the Women Entrepreneur Podcast. That's her podcast. That's kind of what we were just talking about. And that's why it was stuck in my head. So um, Dr. Amanda and I connected on Instagram and immediately hit it off. We're both bold women and have an important message. And I'm so grateful and honored to be able to share her message with you guys today. Her story is going from food stamps to a six-figure business fast. So I know right now, a lot of people can be struggling with their money. And it is so hard when you're looking at your bank account to get the blinders on and to get sucked into the fear and all of the the negativity that can really distract us from our purpose. And she is here today to show and talk about exactly what she did to move herself out of that mindset and into the freedom money-making mindset. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on Lindsay. I love that term freedom, money-making mindset. So good. (laughs) Well, you know what? Money doesn't necessarily buy happiness, but it certainly buys a lot of options that can give us that freedom. And when we're not stuck in the, I don't know, the mire of that um, doom of how am I going to get my next money coming in? that can really weigh us down. I know you, you can relate to that. So tell us a little bit about you, kind of your story and where you, where you started out. Yeah. Yeah. I I always like to ask for people first to think about how many times they already thought about money today. Like if they just stop and think like, Hey, since I woke up this morning, how many times did I already think about money? And it's usually a lot, you know, it's like the way that we interact throughout our day has to do with thoughts around how am I going to make money? How am I going to spend money? How am I feeling about money? And it's not conscious, you know, it's all that background noise that we have. And so, you know, I love to work with people on money because of that. And because I know what it feels like to be in that space of a, a lot of victim thinking around money, a lot of fear, lots of scarcity, um, a lot of you know, disempowerment, especially in relationships. So, you know, I really started my business from a place of being on the floor crying one night. Um, I had left my 15 year marriage having an affair and my next relationship wasn't working. So I was staring out at this empty basement where my boyfriend had moved all of his stuff out. I was already on food stamps in grad school, working my way through grad school, feeding my three kids, you know, trying to figure out how to get by. And, you know, I was scanning my life history and I was like, oh my God, I'm the common denominator. Like I'm the one who created this and I got to do something different. I do not like this reality. I do not want to be stuck here forever. And I didn't know, you know, in that moment, I kind of had this declaration to myself, like I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I didn't really know where it was going to lead me, but my first place to go was listening to podcasts because I was already really busy. So I needed something free and that I could do on the go. So I started listening to podcasts like 
all the time and just saturated my brain with the information. And I started to really notice changes within myself and the way that I saw the world. And I started to teach differently and relate to people differently and parent differently. And I was like, whoa, this is wild. Why don't we all know this stuff? And, you know, simultaneously as this was happening, my department where I was earning my PhD had this national news fallout and professors were leaving and everyone was super stressed. And I was like, oh no, this is not the job I want. (laughs) And so I thought, I'm just going to take the leap and become a coach because all of the podcasters that I had been listening to were coach type people. And I was like, wow, how cool they get to make money doing what they love and have a huge impact in the world. And I just thought like, I want to do that. I loved teaching at university. So I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I took the leap. And then that first year I went six figures and, you know, it's, I'm in my fifth year now. And, you know, there's been this roller coaster ride and evolution since then. And a lot of lessons and a lot of learning and a lot of growth and, and a lot of getting to help people work through, you know, I think a lot about our imposter syndrome fears that come up when we start a business. And when we're, when all of a sudden it's our responsibility to have an income that used to be a paycheck uh, people can tend to get pretty freaked out. And so I love to help people work through those blocks and, and heal their relationship to money in a way where they feel empowered and in charge instead of out of control and stuck in that place of victim mindset. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I, what, one thing I, that really stood out to me about your story was that moment of ownership when you just took responsibility for the situation and, and accepted that this is this is me. I'm the one that is the common denominator, as you said. And, you know, isn't it amazing when we, when we finally do take that, that position, how empowering it is. I mean, it it seems almost counterproductive because in a way it's like, well, if I'm responsible, then I'm also guilty, which that feeling of guilt is like the lowest, lowest feeling of (laughs) we could go to, but yet, and it actually is the opposite. We say, no, I'm in charge. I'm capable if I yeah. got myself here, I can get myself out. Yeah. So what was that like for you, when <laughs> so you after, after you took ownership of it? Right. You finally were like, okay, now what, how did you get the clarity? Like, what was the next step that gave you that yeah. spark? You know, uh, first I want to respond. I love what you just said, because it's so true. I think most people, we, we tend to blame everyone around us, which I definitely did before that. It was like, it's my childhood trauma fault and my upbringing and all the things, my ex-husband's fault, all, you know, I blamed everyone else. And when I had that moment of clarity, it was like, it felt scary because it's like, I don't know what to do, but I know that it's me and I need to figure something else out. And so, you know, whenever we look backwards at things that have happened, now I have this approach where I go, these are the exact steps I took. And I can walk people along the path because I look back and go, this is exactly what I did. So in that moment, when I made that declaration, I had no idea what it meant. You know, it was just like, I just know I'm willing. And I knew that that I could learn and that, and so I teach people now that you don't need to know the whole way. You just need to know step A to B and that's it. And in manifestation, the way it works is that you decide the, my, my manifestation formula is number one, you decide with certainty and clarity what you want. Number two, you take a step in the direction. Number three, let the universe bring opportunities and it works. And so all I did by making that declaration was then go, okay, now I'm going to start listening to podcasts. That's my next step. And I just started learning it. And what that opened up was like, I mean, learning about coaches, learning about mindset, learning about, you know, for me, it was a lot of confidence and a lot of codependency type of relationship stuff that I was struggling with. So I started to learn like, oh, relationships are a skill. Oh, money-making is a skill. (laughs) And I just, it opened the door to so much possibility that I wasn't learning, which is kind of amazing because, you know, here I am in an academic world with 
very intelligent people all around me with all stressed to hell and not very happy. <laughs> and I was like, Hmm, I, I want to have success mean that I feel good in life. Not that I'm just working my butt off to, to make a certain amount of money. Like that's not fulfilling. And so as I started to learn about values and zone of genius, I was like, Oh my God. And I just kept following the steps, you know? So I like to share with people, it's following your intuition, listening to what guides you in the next step is going to bring you joy and inspiration. And so when you have that calling or that pull, it might just be one little thing like, Hey, today I'm really inspired to watch this documentary about quantum physics. You know, I, for me, that's what it would be. Me too. <laughs> and, right. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch that. And then it gives you some gem of wisdom that leads you in the next direction. And you don't know exactly why you're inspired to do that. You just follow it. Hey, freedom seekers, listen up. There comes a time in every single one of our lives where our mindset is just off kilter. But the good news is there is an easy way to shift that mindset, that stinking thinking into some positivity, and it is with affirmations. Affirmations are one of these things that I have used over the years to manifest amazing things in my life. But a lot of times I use it just to pivot my mindset from being down to being uplifted, from believing that things are not working out to believing that things are working out. You've heard me talk about it before. Pivoting our mindset is the key to staying in the zone, in that manifestation zone that really amplifies our energy. Now, I have a fun gift for you. Head over to lindsaysutherland.com and you can access 50 different coloring pages with empowering affirmations. Affirmations like, I am brave. I am capable. Things are working out for me. I have everything I need. Imagine starting your day by coloring an affirmation that is going to set the tone for your day. Lift your mood, lift your spirits, put your energy in a good vibe each and every day with these coloring pages. Now you could download these for free or you can get the entire coloring book for free. Just pay shipping and handling and I will send you the entire book and you can enjoy it each and every day. So check it out at lindsaysutherland.com. And so I would always just follow those things. And I mean, for me, that ended up leading to me deciding to start my own podcast. And that was a big part of my, the beginning of my business. And it was like, I didn't, you know, when I started my podcast, I wasn't thinking I got to monetize and do all these things. I just thought I want to share this information because wow, it's been so impactful for me. And so I'm going to use it as a way to create content for getting out there in my business. And then who knows where it will go. And it's led to so many opportunities, you know, it's, mm -hmm. I would say it's in a lot of ways, it's generated most of my income from my business, just by making connections and getting to hang out with cool people and, and having content to put out in the world and sharing, you know, people get to know you through a podcast. So it's like when they listen to you and over and over for episode after episode, they're like, Oh, I know who Dr. Amanda is. Yes. And, but you said a lot in that. So let's like backtrack because you, if we're going through the steps, the first one was taking ownership. The second one, it said you were um, determined. You yeah. got clear, like, this isn't, this isn't what I'm seeing for myself. I'm determined to go this direction. And you made that declaration. I think that was the word you used. Um, and then the next step was your willingness. I mean, the willingness to me, to me, the willingness is the 
like mm-hmm. secret ingredient that I think so many people overlook. Yeah. And it's almost like we just jump to, well, I'm going to do this. And if it doesn't work out, then I don't know what I'm going to do, or I'm going to have a backup plan. And that's not willingness. That's actually like trying to force the issue a little bit and skipping over that willingness, the willingness to say, this is what I'm determined to do. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do that. And staying on that train of thought. And for those of you on the podcast, you can't see me. <laughs> I'm pointing in one direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Focus. Because, we, because we've all done that where we, we jump over and <clears throat> we, we immediately are planning out our plan B and our contingency and our contingency plan C and, you know, all of those things because of what we fear that it's not going to work out. And that's exactly what we get is what we are imagining is the fear of it not working out. So bounce back. I mean, and sometimes it's almost like a blessing in disguise when we're at our lowest low, because like, it can't get any worse than this. So I'm going this direction and that's all I'm going to do. Now, what, what would you say, or how do you help clients who maybe are in a pivotal moment where life is okay? They have a job that maybe they're not in love with, but they have this idea to go another direction and they're just finding themselves stuck. They're holding on to mediocrity because mm-hmm. it's safe, right? How do you help them to make that leap and to really chase after their dreams and let go of their inhibitions? Oh, you say so many amazing things. I love it. I, I always take notes when I'm talking, I'm like, oh, I love the things you're saying. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> the willingness piece and the holding on to mediocrity. That is the curse of the comfort zone is what I call it, because you're comfortable enough that you're not necessarily willing to change. And like you said, like I was in a lot of pain. And so it's, it's kind of a blessing. And I notice this with people. The only things that are going to change you is being in enough pain because, you know, we're animals. So we live by the pleasure pain principle. So we're going to seek pleasure, avoid pain. If you're in comfort zone, you're not in that much pain. I was in a a lot of pain, (laughs) you know, here I am on the floor, literally crying, looking at my relationships, falling apart, feeling disconnected from my ex-husband, who's been one of my best friends for my whole life. You know, we've like known each other since I was 13 years old and we're married for 15 years. Then, you know, that's going on. I'm on food stamps. I'm embarrassed. I lived in a really wealthy community where I was already a very young mom. And a, the most of the moms were like soccer moms. And, you know, here I am like poor now two broken relationships. That's real obvious and embarrassing. I got to move out of this house. Like I was in pain. I was scared. And I'm going like, oh my God, if one thing goes wrong in my life, I don't know how I'm going to take care of my kids. You know, that's a terrifying feeling. And so it was a blessing in a huge way. So when people aren't in that amount of pain, the only other way to change is choice, conscious choice. And and so that word you use willingness is really important because you've got to decide. I love the word decide because it literally means to cut off, right? You're cutting off other opportunities. That's serious commitment. And that is signaling to yourself and to the universe that you are serious. So there's no scattered thinking. And, you know, like you were saying with people watching it is it's focus, right? I always tell people scattered energy leads to scattered results. So when you're wavering with plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, the universe is like, hey, I don't know really what you want and you don't know what you want. And that's why you get scattered results. And so the thing about pain that's a blessing is that you just go like, oh man, I'm serious now. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And so that's when you're willing to take action. When you're not in that place, you've got to choose. You've got to decide. You've got to be willing to see the outcome before it's there and to trust that you can feel better than you feel now. And so, you know, I always tell people you can only feel as good as you've ever felt. And so when you're manifesting, you've got to step into the feeling of the wish fulfilled, which is like, 
noticing that you actually aren't very happy in the comfort zone. And, and you're so right. That's where most people live in terms of, you know, you, when you said holding on to mediocrity, it's pretty damn comfortable and safe and, and it's scary to take the leap. And so we've got to get ourselves into a space of going like, what else is possible? you know, and realizing this life that we live in this body is pretty short. Like it really yeah. isn't that long. <laughs> and so you've got to start deciding like, Hey, how do I want, what do I want my legacy to be? And what do I want to live? How do I want to live my legacy? Like, how do I want to feel every day? And so I love to help people tap into their current zone of genius and know what makes them feel good every day and start doing more and more of that. And then what happens, it's really wild to watch actually, is people start feeling so good doing the things they enjoy that the misalignment of continuing to stay on the path that they don't enjoy becomes so prominent that they can't do it. And it's like, all of a sudden they're just, they'll literally say the words, I can't do this anymore. And really it's that they choose not to do it anymore, but they feel it's, it's that if you think about it as resonances, it's disharmonious. Right. And so all of a sudden the vibrational frequencies don't match. And so it's like, it feels like you're compelled to leave the situation that no longer aligns for you. Oh, I can relate with that a hundred times in my life. I have one of my blessings in disguise has been this any time in my life, whether it was with relationships, jobs, situations, the minute I don't feel like this is meant for me, I have the hardest time sticking it out. Like some yeah. people have this tenacity. They can just sit in the misery <laughs> and ride it out. And for me, it's like torture. I'm like, no, no, I'm done. Boyfriend, you got to go. Yeah. Job, you got to go. And see, a lot of people think I'm crazy because I don't always go out and get the next job or get the next thing before I make that transition. I just go leap full in. But to me, that's the only way I can do it because I can't spread out my energy like that and hold on to this and try to do this. It's like, no, just bye. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lindsay, that's amazing because really what that is is like high vibe wealth consciousness, I think, because that's where you're not, I, I always, I've been fascinated by what you're saying happening to me where I used to be really tolerant for years of horrible things happening to me, like in relationships and money and all the things years and years and years, I'd put up with some pretty crazy stuff. And then as I've done this work on myself, my tolerance level is like, you know, if people could see, it's like, I'm, I'm putting less than an inch, <laughs> you know, it's like my tolerance level is very low for being out of alignment with honoring myself and loving myself and knowing my truth and knowing my zone of genius. So if something doesn't align, I notice it very quickly. And that's what I love to train people to learn how to understand because we all have this navigation system. It's just that some people, you know, I often think it depends on the way we're raised. Um, You know, some people live lives where they watch their parents struggle and suffer and be unhappy most of their life. So they learn that pattern and you can unlearn it. You just can't unlearn it unless you know it exists. Right. There's the ownership piece again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's well, so and, the, and the ownership there could be, I'm willing to see what I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause a lot of people come to me for, you know, they want to make more money in their business and realistically that's what they want, but what they need is to break through all their unconscious BS that's been holding them back their whole lives, you know? Yes. And, and most people don't know that they, they would never come to me and say, I have 50 unconscious beliefs holding me back. Cause if they knew what those were, they would already be transformed. Right. Yes. That's interesting. I'm really genuinely curious. Like how did you develop your program? So to speak, like this ability to see people's, um, and maybe it's your education. I honestly don't know what you got your degree in. 
<laughs> but so tell us, fill us in on that. But like, how do you see that in people and then help them to find their zone of genius? Like, are there like pillars? Like these are the typical zones of genius. One of these is going to be that person. Like, do you have a system for this? I do. And, you know, it's been an organic system of learning. I love to learn so much. So my PhD is in sociology. I have a a graduate certificate in women and gender studies, and I focused on incarcerated men. So I did life history interviews with incarcerated men, and I got to sit in the room with them for four hours and learn everything about their lives. They were incarcerated for 18 years on average and then gang involved and then in prison. And so I looked at their trauma across their life course And it was an incredible research, like human evolution. (laughs) I mean, it changed me from the inside and it was such an amazing thing because they would always say to me, like, it was at one point, I don't remember the stats because it was a while ago, but it was like 90% of the men said to me, I've never shared this with anyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to care and listen. You know, it's like, they just had these really intensely traumatic childhoods that led them down the road that it led them down. And so it taught me a lot about how we're conditioned. So I wouldn't say it directly related to what I do now, but it very much informed the way that I think about human potential and, and how we're, you know, as a sociologist looking for patterns across the board and seeing how, you know, we have this belief about certain things that causes us to be put in a box and stigmatized. And then we play it out, you know, and that so makes it's sense. The, it's the same thing with money. And yeah. so I started to map that in certain ways. And what I did with myself was that I noticed the patterns across my life course. I'm like, what's the common denominator here? Oh, it's me. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, well, then, then, then that's easy. Cause I can change me. I can't change the whole outer world. I can change me though. And so I started to change. And in that process, I just started experimenting with a whole bunch of different stuff on myself and reading everything I could about unconscious blocks. And it, and I wouldn't, I didn't go research unconscious blocks. I just started started learning about behavior and courage and confidence. And even codependency taught me a lot about childhood trauma. And I was like, oh, we get programmed. And so that, and then just like I said earlier, like I just took one step along the way and then I would practice it on myself and then I would teach it. And I, so I started like a wealth building group with some friends that I had met at a workshop and I had them write their money stories. And we, and we all have these amazing breakthroughs. And I was like, cool. And so I started doing it with my clients and every client I worked with, I started having write their money story and we would break it down and practice these reframes that I was playing with. And so I created my NFA money formula at, and I always love to create the simplest thing that can be applied in many different ways. And so I created my NFA money formula, which is three steps. It's recognize, reframe, repeat to reprogram that simple, you know? And so I walk people through reframes and a reframe could be, I use after, I call them after mantras. I don't know if you've read my book. Um, I am a money magnet. I just so met you. So I didn't even know you had a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exciting here. So I'll, plug I'll your hold, book. <laughs> yeah. I'll hold it up for people. It, Cause this is like everything I've learned and say since, you know, starting. So I'm a money magnet, the top 30 money making after mantras to manifest more. Nice. And in it, I teach my NFA money formula. And then every after mantra is basically, it's the 30 beliefs that I saw people having over and over again. And I help them break through. So there are a hundred journaling questions to help you bring to your conscious awareness, your money beliefs. And so um, yeah, if people want it, just go to, I am a money magnet and they can get free chapters. And then of course, order that they'll want the book because it's, it's amazing. And it comes with a free course as well. So they get 30 oh, nice. days of videos with the book. Um, so in the NFA money formula, you know, you just go like, okay, how am I thinking? 
And you, you've got to first be willing to go, I got to recognize myself here. Like I've got to recognize, am I happy? Am I feeling like crap? What do I believe about money? What are the patterns I've created in my life? Like that kind of thing. And that once you recognize that gives you the power to then reframe. And in the reframe, it could be mantras, It could be meditation. A reframe could even be a resetting of your energy in the middle of the day, going from like, I don't feel that great to doing 10 jumping jacks in your office to shift your energy. That's yes. a, a reframe tool. And then when you repeat this, it reprograms your subconscious brain. And, and the repetition part is critical because what most people do is they do things for a few days and then they're like, I'm not getting results and they quit. We've created these patterns in our brains for years and years and years. And so it takes, doesn't take years and years and years to undo it, but it takes more than a couple of days. Right. And so that repeat part is really important to remind people. And that's why I wanted to do a book that was 30 days, like focused where they could see some results within 30 days. I love that. Oh, I'm going to get the book. And you know, it's interesting. You're talking about that, the second piece about the reframe. And what I, what I'm attributing that to is something similar that I got more as an intuition was that. I can just simply accept my new identity, that acceptance of my new identity. I know, in other words, it goes back to the definition of decide. I no longer choose to believe that I am whatever it was that I saw myself as. you know, my own self-reflection. I see that I am negative or I'm this or I'm that, but what do I want? So I reframe Mm -hmm. it. And then I've just accepted, like, I just tell myself, well, this is who I am now. This is the only thing I accept as true for myself. And I simply just don't let myself accept the other. And whenever I see or hear it, I go, oh yeah, I forgot. I let that go. (laughs) I'm over here now. And then I just like go back and I embody it. Like I just accept this is my truth. So it goes back to what we're talking about, like defining your truth. I mean, you definitely walk people through that reframe getting clear. And that's the beauty. And for everybody listening, this is what just, I'm so passionate about your entire life is by your design. Like the power is within you right now. Just like Dr. Amanda said, the minute you reframe, you choose your new identity. It doesn't take very long to experience the result of that identity shift. We can recreate ourselves. Um, we're, We're like chameleons. We can recreate ourselves. Well, I guess chameleons don't recreate. What's one that does regenerate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to think of an example for that, like a good animal yeah. example. But even, you know, well, it's even like the cycles of plants every year, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, every year, yeah. every every day we get to be new again. And, you know, when we wake up and we feel like we're stuck in whatever belief or funk, or, you know, maybe we're faced with a boss who's really difficult. We could just remember like, you know what? I see him today, but I don't have to identify as his subordinate because I could identify with somebody. Actually, this is something I did subconsciously. I don't even think I was aware that I did this, but my background was in the automotive industry and it's a very stressful negative environment. And I was working in one dealership where the general manager was a womanizer, just point blank. I'm not naming Mm -hmm. names. Yeah. I tried to get moved. I tried to get myself out of the position and the company wouldn't let me. They were like, no, you're just going to have to sit there. And so speaking of sticking in the mediocrity, like I hated every minute of it, but I was determined to get my Christmas bonus. <laughs> so I stuck it out till then. But I will say this <clears throat> the entire time I kept telling myself, I deserve an employer that, and then respects me, honors me, sees me for my brain and my smarts and all of these things. And what I didn't realize is even though I was showing up in this yuckiness, I wasn't letting myself 
get sucked into the story of it. I was holding on to the story of what I wanted. And ultimately I ended up leaving there and getting a new job where they let me work regular, normal human hours. They respected me for my brain. Like they were inviting of my ideas. I mean, it was everything that I had held on to. So like you said, you don't always see the results right away, but when we decide and we honor that and we stick to it, that is literally changing the quantum field. Like we are moving the mountain. We just can't see it yet. It's happening. (laughs) That's such an awesome example. And you know, you, you were exactly spot on. What most people do is they focus on the pain and they focus on what they're not liking about it instead of focusing on what they want. It's just exactly what you did. You're like, no, I want this. I deserve this. And so you're shifting your point of focus, which is your vibrational point of attraction. And so when you do that, that's a reframe. So you were just reframing, right? And you just yeah. feel like, oh, I don't like this. I do like this. This is what I'm focusing on. And then that's what you attract. I love and it. And that's how it starts to change over time. That, it's awesome that you just did that. You know, like that's yeah. exactly the formula and that's exactly how it works. Lovely. I love that we can demonstrate that for people so they can like hold on to that. Now, if they want to find you and work with you and you told them how to find your book, where can they connect with you? Um, all things NFA money. So my company name, am I, can I, is it okay to say it? Yes. I think <laughs> I, I, skipped, I accidentally skipped over because I was thinking okay. of your podcast. <laughs> yeah. So NFA stands for no fucking around. So my company name is NFA money. So my handle is NFA money. If they look NFA money, Dr. Amanda on Google, they'll find me everywhere. Um, I hang out a lot on Instagram, starting to hang out more on YouTube, uh, sorry, on LinkedIn. I have a YouTube channel, NFA money. And then my podcast is the woman entrepreneur podcast. Um, in terms of hanging out with me, definitely get the book, go to the website. I am a money magnet book. They can get free chapters. This I'd say is a really great starting point, you know, to get the book for 20 bucks and like, just wow. Like all of my years of learning are in there in terms of money transformation, money mindset transformation and learning the basics of quantum physics and manifestation. And so that's a really great way to start. Um, I have a mastermind for women entrepreneurs called the NFA Money Mamas. Um, that's on my page. And then just, you know, this is live and I know future dated, but at the end of this week, we'll be releasing the uh, opening the landing page for our new in-person workshop, which I'm really excited about. So that's going to be a two day live event in person called NFA money breakthroughs. Ooh. And we're going to be doing money stories and reframes. And I mean, like an intensive experience where you walk away a completely different person in terms of your relationship to money. And so I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for it. So I we're just, love it. We're going to start doing those. Um, the first one, then we have one scheduled for two months after that. And then our ideal and what we're attracting and manifesting is to do one a month. Okay. So, Perfect. So those of you listening in on Facebook, after we wrap up here, I will go back into the comments and post all these links. And then of course, listening in on the podcast, if you can check the description and you'll be, um, you'll be able to link right to all of these. All right, Freedom Seeker. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'd love for you to leave a review if you haven't already. It means the world to me to read and see what people, um, what nuggets of wisdom you're getting from this, these podcasts. <laughs> so please leave a review on iTunes and feel free to connect with me also on Instagram. My handle is at Lindsay underscore Sutherland 24.